1: Hey everybody! This is Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and welcome to the Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I'm going to bring you some great information today about your health, and give you some tips and challenges, hopefully, to improve your life and, and give you a better life. So today, I want to talk a little bit about pre-diabetes. So pre-diabetes is, you know, all the rage, kind of a tag word, and uh, something that people don't really understand. And if you look at your health and your blood sugar health, which is what we're talking about in prediabetes, you've got different levels. So you have the kind of beginning of insulin resistance, and then you get into a little bit more full force prediabetes, and then you get to diabetes. And diabetes really is the end stage of this process. The way that we look at health in America these days is we're focused on diabetes and that is where we're going wrong. We need to focus more on the insulin resistance and not even the pre-diabetes. I guess, you know, if you look at prediabetes and insulin resistance, what is the difference? So, it, again, it's just a graduated stage process into full-blown diabetes. Once you develop diabetes, you never get rid of it. You can go into remission, but you definitely never get rid of it. And insulin resistance is the most important stage because it is what causes heart disease. It causes amputations, you know, loss of people's limbs, loss of vision, kidney disease, which is on the rise these days. Heart disease is the number one killer in the United States of men and women. But I tell you, kidney disease, which goes right hand in hand with heart disease is increasing as the biggest cause of death. Uh, along with that is cancer and other issues that are also tied to prediabetes. So your blood sugar in your body is connected to almost every disease process. It is also the reason why everybody is overweight these days. So when I speak about overweight, you may be picturing somebody who is just obese, somebody who you can visually look at and see that, you know, they have a large stomach, they have, you know, their their arms, their legs, everything is, is enlarged. But if you just look at somebody who even has skinny arms and legs, but has a little bit of a belly, that is the beginning of insulin resistance. What insulin resistance does is it causes a buildup of a different type of fat tissue. It causes visceral fat, which is underneath the belly um, and over the muscle, but it also goes underneath the muscle and starts to envelop your organs. This fat is hormonally active and it graduates the insulin resistance issue and it graduates the weight gain it changes all of your hormones in your body, and that is what causes a tremendous amount of inflammation that furthers the weight gain and furthers all of these disease processes. So, let me explain a little bit about how sugar works in your body. So, when you eat a meal and the meal goes to your stomach, the body starts to break down the meal, right, and starts to absorb all the elements the fats, the proteins, the sugars. When sugars go from the stomach into your bloodstream, The body is aware that there's an increase, a sudden elevation of blood sugar. The pancreas then is alerted to release insulin. Insulin is like the key that unlocks the door in every cell of your body. It will connect with a sugar molecule, go to the uh, door of the cell, essentially unlock the door, and allow that sugar to go in and feed the cell for energy. Whenever the pancreas senses this and they go to the cell, if you are developing insulin resistance, then the cells, it's an inflammatory process, the cells change the locks so that insulin is no longer recognized. That's insulin resistance. So your sugars then are not allowed to go into the cell. So the sugar begins to elevate even a little bit higher in the bloodstream. Your pancreas is alerted again. And the pancreas will put out a you know, whole lot of insulin then like an army to basically go back burst down the door and allow the sugar into the cell. So for those of you who have hypoglycemia episodes, it's not really hypoglycemia. It's actually hyperglycemia, which is your sugars are too high. When that insulin suddenly opens up all those doors and all that sugar goes rushing in, then your sugars can drop and you feel that. That's why you get a little shaky after a meal or if you haven't eaten for a little while. It's because of all that insulin that is there and that insulin resistance. So then another issue happens when your sugar all, you know, isn't able to go into the cell. Your cells secrete a hormone that, or a peptide that allows your body to think it's starving. So then your liver kicks in and starts to make a lot more sugar. So then your sugars begin to rise. Now your body, if you go to your doctor and they check your hemoglobin A1c, And that is a measure, a three-month average of your blood sugar. So every three months, you could check your hemoglobin A1c and see what your average blood sugars are running. That stays normal for a very long time. So if your doctor is only checking your A1c and it's normal, you are being eluded in the wrong direction. You need to check your insulin level and also follow your glucose level. Your glucose level should be under 85. Your insulin level should be 10 or less, hopefully less. And also triglycerides on your cholesterol panel. So have your triglycerides checked, and those should be less than 100. When your doctor goes over your lab results and says you're in the normal range, What you are looking at in those reference ranges is a population average. That is not a reference range. So those are the reference ranges that I just gave you. And your body will keep your A1C as normal as long as possible until it just can't. When you start to see your A1C slip, it goes above 5.5, then you are starting the pre-diabetes process. So there's insulin resistance, then your A1C starts to slip above 5.5. You get into the more pre-diabetic area. And then when you go above 6.5, that is when you are diabetic. And these are kind of arbitrary numbers. There's not a lot of tremendous, you know, scientific uh, uh, studies behind what I'm saying, but this is something I've seen clinically for 20 years. And this is what all of us, Uh, physicians and scientists here are practicing and looking at to try to help you understand where you are in the disease process. It is very reversible. So the industry has, has really set us up to have difficulty with understanding what we need to eat and how we need to eat. The industry, you know, back in the 90s created high fructose corn syrup. This was in response to needing to subsidize farmers in the U.S. because, you know, we were losing our farmers. So we genetically modified corn, wheat, soy, all of these uh, crops. And then the corn grew larger, bigger heads, out of season, et cetera. We wind up with way too much corn. So then we made high fructose corn syrup. So it wasn't about feeding Africa. It was about subsidizing farmers. Then we had all this high fructose corn syrup and that they put into our foods. That made us very addicted. That is much, much sweeter than sugar itself. And we became very addicted. And now we are in the process where we cannot get rid of the sweets and the the carbs and the salty, crunchy stuff that are in our lives and uh, control our eating behaviors. Our portion sizes are too big. Our food choices are terrible. And that is what has driven us into insulin resistance. Again, this is why a lot of these weight loss medications are so popular. So the once a week shots, the semaglutide and the terzepatide, so manjaro, ozimpic, those are the uh, brand names, that's why these medicines are so popular is because they help to stop all of that craving and normalize your hormone function from your brain and your stomach and, and uh, normalize your hormone, uh, your hunger. But also it reverses that insulin resistance. It reverses that, you know, difficulty with your uh, sugars being able to get into the cell and the cell recognizing insulin. So when all of this develops, you are fighting the industry and you're trying to fight your cravings and and turn things around, you need to look at modifying how you eat. If ultimately you don't want to use medications to turn these cravings around and this issue around, that's fine. But you will have to get into a, a level of perfection with your eating. But who knows what to eat these days? We do have medicines a lot of doctors will give patients if they if they're active and aggressive with treating prediabetes, they'll give you things like metformin or even, you know, some of the diabetes medicines, even in a pre-diabetic sense, a lot of argument about whether that's appropriate or not. I am very, very aggressive. I do like using a lot of these medications because of the studies that show that it reduces your risk of heart attacks and strokes, congestive heart failure. It reverses kidney disease. You heard me. It reverses kidney disease. There are a lot of great medications out there. Metformin is not my favorite. Metformin has some pros and cons. Uh, it really changes about three of the Risk factors are three of the effects that diabetes has on our organs or three of the issues behind insulin resistance. So if you have 10 organs in your body that are involved in the pre-diabetic or diabetic uh, issues and and, uh, functions, then this takes out about three of those and reverses about three of those. The rest of the medications affect anywhere from five to six to eight out of those 10, so there are better choices. There's something else you can use also because metformin causes a lot of stomach upset Many patients get uh, diarrhea, nausea from taking uh, the short release or instant release. If you take the extended release version of metformin, it might subside some of those issues. But metformin, again, only affects three of the organs out of the system that are involved in diabetes. So what you can use is something called berberine. Berberine is a natural substance berberine is something that is actually more studied than metformin but metformin of course is a pharmaceutical so it is you know more widely used by physicians but berberine is an excellent uh, is an excellent uh, substitute for metformin more natural way more tolerated the problem with berberine is you have to pick a very very good version of it so you can't just choose something over the counter at you know Walgreens or H-E-B you really do have to get a medical grade or pharmaceutical grade version because it doesn't absorb into the cell very well. So all of you know that I work very closely with PD Labs up in Cedar Park, Texas, close to Austin. And Ray, the pharmacist who is often on the show, has developed a liposomal form, a tubal form, which is in lipo uh, um, molecules and allows it to absorb straight into the cell. And there are other versions. I do have some of those if you are interested. I don't sell anything if you're interested. You can go to my social media or to my website, drpbetterlife.com. Look for all the helpful websites, and my link tree is there. I do have a version of berberine that I like very much, and you can find it there. So berberine is very well studied, very safe, very well tolerated, and is also very good at anti-cancer. So anything that you associate with inflammation, any disease process from heart disease, kidney disease, cancer, uh, dementia—all of these uh, issues are inflammatory issues. Berberine does help with that. There are again some medications now. I, as a physician, I you know practice by prescribing medications. I'm not a big medication prescriber because I don't think all medicines solve everything. I think we have to get to the part of the body where we need to feed ourselves correctly and give ourselves the right nutrition and supplements. That way our body will actually perform the way it's supposed to. If we eat well, exercise well, take the right things, our body will do what it's supposed to do. But there are medications that are wonderful and very well studied. The SGLT2 inhibitors that we use now in diabetes are extremely effective at lowering heart disease, congestive heart failure, and kidney disease Also help you lose a little bit of weight, reduce your uh, calorie intake uh, by excreting calories during the day in glucose. Also lower your blood pressure just a little bit. So an all-around great medication. And then there are the medications, the injectables that are once a week, the peptides that are very safe. Don't let the industry fool you. They are very safe. And they don't help as much with blood pressure, but they do help in the weight loss department, which eventually helps with blood pressure. Also reduces all that craving. People in my weight loss program uh, collectively, over the last 11 months, have lost 1,800 pounds in total and have kept it off, are doing very well. I'm coaching them one on one. You can definitely look into that if you're interested. Go to start now at betterlifeweightloss.com. That is on my website, start now at betterlifeweightloss.com. And give me a, a shout. I answer all those emails myself, and you can inquire about the program. So, we're going to talk a little bit in a few minutes about diabetes type 3. So, this is something you may not have heard of in the past. Diabetes type 3 is what causes Alzheimer's and dementia. It has uh, been uh, something that has been named since the early 2000s and still has yet to really hit the big news. Reasons I don't understand, but I think that is ultimately the cure. And the prevention for Alzheimer's and dementia. So we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. I also want to talk a little bit about foods. I'm going to run out of time. This, this uh, 27 minutes that I have with you is actually very short. On uh, I will mention though, on the eating side, is most patients when they think about you know lowering their sugars and trying to lose their belly fat will go to a very very low carb restricted carbohydrate, even use a keto diet. And I am not for that. Our bodies do need carbohydrates. Our issue is not carbohydrates. It's what type of carbohydrates. So if you can stay with fruits and vegetables and fibers, if you can eat, you know, complex carbs, quinoa, brown rice, things like that, and keep that about 20% of your total daily uh, calorie intake, if you go to grams, and you keep it 20% of your total uh, daily intake in grams then eat the appropriate amount of calories. Don't overeat your calories. So men and women need anywhere from, you know, depending on your size and height and weight, 1,600 to up to 2,400 calories a day, and keep that at 40% protein, 40% fat, 20% carbohydrate. Then you will keep yourself in the right uh, area. If you want to look at glycemic index also, I will have more information on that. Again, if you'll go to my link tree, so drpbetterlife.com, Go to the helpful uh, websites, helpful information, and you will see my link tree. I will have information on glycemic index there as well. Those are ways that you can look at your carbohydrate intake. If you lower your carbs too far and you remove carbohydrates from your diet, you are going to burn your muscle, and that is what you don't want to do. You will not burn fat if you lose that 20 to 40 pounds all of a sudden in a month, month and a half, two months, you have lost muscle. You will slow your metabolism down incredibly. I do need to say a few minutes, uh, just spare a few minutes here, just for my great sponsors, Pinnacle Research is uh, has been with me for almost two years now. And they are very phenomenal in South Texas for the study of fatty liver and in the research and prevention. If you will go to PinnacleResearch.com, you can look up the information on FibroScan. It's your free scan. Uh, fatty liver is rampant in prediabetes. That is part of the problem. So go to PinnacleResearch.com. also want to mention Magna Pharmaceuticals, who has supported me for the last several months. This is where I've highlighted in the past few, um, I, I guess, highlighted through a couple of my shows for MTHFR and the taking of methylated folate, methylated B12, an excellent product. Uh, uh, Products, so go to magnoweb.com You can look up de novo and look at more information on Magna Pharmaceuticals. They have a lot of great uh, information there. Also, check out my previous shows at drpbetterlife.com. I've got my blog and tons of information. But you can also look up all of my previous shows. I think we're hitting at least maybe the 150 mark at this point. The last two years, it's been wonderful. So drpbetterlife.com, and we will be back on the other side. Talk a little bit about uh, brain diabetes.
2: Depression, anxiety, low energy, weakness, these are just some symptoms of low B12 levels. And the absorbable B12 folate supplement that's helping people declare victory over depression symptoms is DeNovo Plus B12 by Magna Pharmaceuticals. Patients with symptoms of depression often exhibit low levels of folate and vitamin B12. The human body needs sufficient folate intake to produce the essential neurotransmitters serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. These neurotransmitters alleviate feelings of sadness and Anxiety and gloom. What makes DeNovo Plus B12 so successful? DeNovo Plus B12 contains readily absorbable folate and B12. That means it's more successful at correcting the root cause of your deficiency, not just the symptoms. Whether you are suffering with low energy, depression, fatigue, or anxiety, you owe it to yourself to learn more at magnaweb.com. That's magnaweb.com. Please let us know at checkout that you heard about DeNovo Plus B12 on The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston.
3: Fatty liver is linked to two different situations, alcohol and diabetes, or obesity. In both cases, patients can have no symptoms. In the United States, and in particular, Texas, the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver. Again, associated with overweight, obesity, and or diabetes. Additional risk factors include high cholesterol, high blood pressure, Hispanic ethnicity, and postmenopausal status. At Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive, ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you, and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-529-7978 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive.
1: Welcome back. This is Dr. Marion Pinkston, and we're going to talk a little bit about brain diabetes, something that most patients have not really heard of, diabetes type 3. So your brain is encased in your skull, but it's also encased in a set of membranes called the blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier holds the brain in kind of a sterile, isolated area, and the brain can actually regulate its own insulin and glucose levels. And the way that it handles blood sugar. So it's very different from the body. And it's there to protect the brain. But like everything else with inflammation, all of that breaks down. And then we get a dysregulation of our blood sugars in the brain. This creates more inflammation. And that is what develops into dementia and into Alzheimer's ultimately. So if you see people who are very healthy, seemingly very healthy, don't have any heart disease problems or whatnot, start to skip on their memory a little bit, starting 40s, 50s, and and on 60s, 70s, and begin to lose their memory. This we do feel very strongly is caused from diabetes type 3, again, isolated in the brain. So we do handle it very differently, although there are many studies up and coming about different pharmaceuticals that help, also different supplements. And these are things, again, I'm going to leave on my website for you. If you will go to drpbetterlife.com, Look in the helpful information. I'm going to have my link tree there and some information for diabetes type 3 and different supplements that you can use. Again, I don't sell these things, but I do list things that I think are high-grade and pharmaceutical-level um, supplements and things that with their dosages and whatnot that are helpful. There have been some great studies about increasing nitric oxide. So nitric oxide, and you've heard on uh, plenty of my uh, previous shows, if you go to Berkeley Life, that is another website that is on um, on mine, drpbetterlife.com, look up Berkeley Life, and I have a code there as well so you can get a discount. Again, I'm not selling, but there's a discount on nitric oxide supplements. Also, men and women both can ask their provider for a prescription for low-dose Cialis, typically known as an erectile dysfunction medication, actually is incredibly good at increasing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up the arteries, opens up blood flow, which is why it helps with erectile dysfunction, but it it goes all over the body. So it opens it up to the heart, opens it up to the brain, and increases nitric oxide. Very, very important in the prevention of dementia. So those two things, plus treating the uh, type 3 diabetes you can also use the weekly injections. So semaglutide is actually being well studied right now for the prevention of brain diabetes or in the prevention of dementia and the damage that is caused by the increase of blood sugars and the insulin dysregulation that goes on in the brain. So semaglutide or the uh, brand name Ozempic is being well studied. So there, you know, there's other supplements, Trujin, um, you know, berberine. There's other great supplements. So all that information will be on the website. But just be aware. Ultimately, you are responsible for your health. If you want to avoid prediabetes, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, type three, dementia, all of these issues, it is ultimately up to you to look at what you're eating, how much you're moving and exercise and the activity that you're getting and add that to your life. Good sleep, lowering your stress. All of these factors are free. they are things that you don't have to purchase. They're things that you don't have to you know, go to your doctor for. This is free information, free things that you can do to ultimately change the course of your health and also the quality. It's not just about quantity of life, but you don't want to go into your 60s, 70s and 80s being bedridden, not knowing who your family is. You also want to preserve the quality of life for your family Because once you develop dementia, you really don't know what is happening to you, but your family does. And it's very, very important that you protect yourself and your family from all that. So in closing, I want to make sure that you know where to find good information. If you will go to drpbetterlife.com, you can look up all of my previous shows. You can look up the information I've provided for you today. So look at the link tree. It's in drpbetterlife.com under helpful websites and information. And I have a lot of different websites there, but the link tree, look for that. And that's where I add information from each show that is helpful to you to find all of the supplements that I mentioned. But you can also find all my previous shows. We did one recently on MTHFR and MCG. I'll say something very quickly about MCG. So MCG is the multifunctional cardiogram. Please go back and listen to Dr. Sam Philingane and I talk about this great machine, this great technology That reduces the overall burden of what we know about heart disease and heart disease death. Uh, Heart disease encompasses not just the building of, uh, of the cholesterol in your arteries and the death from heart attacks and strokes, but also from congestive heart failure, heart valve disease, lung disease, and other things. MTHFR, which is in a previous show, please look at that. But also Insulin resistance are the two biggest risk factors that I see right now for adding to heart disease. So, MCG is a technology that can find that with certainty, and it's a lot less expensive than the Heart Saver CT and all of the deductibles and money that co pays and whatnot that you spend at the cardiologist. And so that is something I do in my office. Go to drpbetterlife.com, look up my office information, contact us. It is a $425 test. It is not covered by insurance, but it is well worth every single penny to get definitive information about whether you will or will not have a heart attack and stroke or heart attack, and how close you are to that. For stroke, there are other measures that we use for that. They are bringing technology soon for the brain that will diagnose dementia and uh, stroke potential and all. So go to drpbetterlife.com, check out all my other shows as well as my sponsor information and I will be uh, glad to uh, talk with you either in a telemedicine or in a visit of um, the uh, or at the clinic. So all my clinic information is there as there as well, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next week. You've been enjoying the Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more
0: information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's drpthebetterlife.com.